0: Hello, my name is uh, Leon Sharp, and I'm a professor of health psychology and co-director of the UCL Tobacco and Alcohol Research Group. Um, I work in the Department of Behavioral Science and Health, and for the last two decades, my research has primarily focused on tobacco control and more generally addiction research as well as behavioral science. My main motivation to be involved with a fellowship is to understand um, better about what follows after you've undertaken research. Um, The problem that a lot of researchers have, I think, is that they uh, exist in this isolation. They design studies and they publish the results of these studies, and then they let it free into the world. And uh, I've noticed that not only in my field, but in general, I think researchers often aren't as adept um, at uh, communicating the information in such a way that they reach the right stakeholders for work to be implemented. Um, so you finish a randomized controlled trial, it's published and then forgotten about. And so the key thing for me was really to learn a bit more about these kind of uh, pathways to impact that exist, um, to translate research into actual outcomes, for instance, uh, implementation and policy. So the project I proposed was very much related to an ongoing um, funded uh, randomized controlled trial that I'm currently undertaking. Um, That trial essentially is trying to evaluate whether or not the addition of e-cigarettes to standard treatment um, is effective in helping people who have mental health problems are being treated uh, for. A mental illness in the community to help them stop smoking. And the reason behind that is that um, there's a h- large health disparities between those who live with mental illness. They find it uh, more difficult to stop smoking. And so this is a pragmatic trial. And um, the reason for me to apply to the Impact Fellowship is that I know that... Um, uh, even if we find an effect, it's not entirely clear how that would then be implemented, how it would change actual practice, say within the National Health Service. And so I was uh, trying to um, work out how best to come up with a kind of pathway uh, after conclusion of the study to disseminate the key benefits and findings, but also build up new contacts to try to influence um, stakeholders. So the idea behind the project was to have a stakeholder working group to discuss the findings and to involve people across a wide range of um, backgrounds that might be important in enabling us to uh, implement this intervention in actual practice. So this could be uh, those who uh, Essentially, communicate this. It might be meet people working in the media, but also politicians who may have to lobby for it, um, as well as uh, general um, uh, interest groups, for instance, uh, action on smoking and health. But also clinicians who would actually be implementing it. Um, and so um, the idea was really to come up with a successful implementation strategy to develop that, um, with the longer term aim to. Stopped the intervention as a standard care and clinical practice. And so the main output I was hoping to produce was a a toolkit really uh, for researchers uh, in this field to work within the NHS um, uh, to have a pathway that leads to impact later on. So the uh, problem with that approach was, of course, it was predicated upon the trial um, working as expected, rather it being uh, conducted to the timelines we had hoped. But because of, uh, for various reasons, um, including um, uh, COVID, which delayed the onset of the trial and uh, the problems we had with recruiting participants into the trial, in fact, this uh, study was delayed quite a bit and we only just finished the pilot part of it and I've gone back to the funder with the results. We didn't manage to recruit the required sample size. So that makes the... Uh, makes the focus on this particular trial somewhat more problematic. However, what it did raise uh, uh, in my awareness of was the fact, of course, we had all these problems. And so whether this can be another uh, outcome that we of interest to demonstrate impact. So, We are now in collaboration with my colleague Sharon Cox, who's also in the Impact uh, Fellowship. We're trying to look at some of the similarities we've both observed um, for two trials. Hers is called the Sketch trial. Ours is called the ESCAPE trial, which essentially are smoking cessation trials that involve e-cigarettes. And we are hoping to run a workshop to address translational issues and smoking cessation research. So it's going to be moving away a bit more from our specific trial, to more general uh, uh, toolkit, trying to develop a general toolkit to support effective practice in tobacco control. So one of the main focuses on this in this will be, for instance, um, what are the kind of problems we encountered in trying to run this trial, and how can they be overcome? Um, obviously, the first thing is we have to address the problem of buy-in from the NHS. So we will be involving. Uh, several key stakeholder groups from the NHS. We are going to involve uh, research leads that were involved in both our trials, so uh, somebody who is working with me uh, from Sheffield, and then there's somebody who's working with Sharon, uh, also as a um, contact for the NHS. We will also involve um, a well-known a consultant and respiratory uh, uh, medicine who is uh, leading the tobacco control implementation plan for the NHS as a whole to give a broader overview uh, and get insights and broader insight into the NHS long-term plan among other things so that's the first group people who are working within the NHS and know how to implement research and have an overview of the long-term plans that are uh, uh, likely to be implemented in the area of tobacco control then the second group are researchers, those are the trial managers that are involved in our trials, who were at the cool phase of trying to get this trial to run appropriately. And we'll also involve um, researchers who weren't involved in any of our trials, but have successfully delivered trials within the NHS uh, in the area of smoking cessation elsewhere, uh, particularly from Queen Mary University London. So we have the contrasting views then from people who have worked on a trial that has faced difficulties versus those who have managed to overcome them. And then we're also interested in involving people who are on uh, on the policy side. So this is a bit more removed from the idea of how to run this trial successfully, but also, again, to have a look at the, you know, uh, longer term goals of these projects, i.e. to have an impact on policy. And so we will be involving um, uh, several colleagues of ours who work in the field of tobacco control. One is the deputy chief executive of um, the uh, Action action on Smoking Health, ASH, which is... um, a charity that is uh, doing work in this area, as well as uh, somebody who's a tobacco control program lead from the Office of Health Improvement and Disparities, OHIT. I hope I got that right, OHIT. <laughs> and we're also hoping on the policy side to involve somebody who is uh, currently uh, working as part of uh, one of the two main parties in the UK on, on health briefs to get an insight from a politician. Um, We'll also, uh, so this is the third group, policymakers and those who are involved in forming these decisions. Then we also want to involve people who are actually paying for this. So we're looking to involve commissioners um, uh, from north and south of England. And lastly, so this just because important to find out something about what kind of outcomes they would need to see in order to uh, help implement uh, any given intervention they hold the purse strings, and then lastly, um, when it comes to the dissemination of information, obviously we have to work with the media, and so we're going to be involving somebody as well in this um, uh, working group who is a uh, uh, one of the leaders in the uh, Science Media Centre, which is based at the Wellcome Trust, who has lots of inform- uh, lots of experience in dealing particularly in the area of tobacco control, communicating uh, research findings to the wider public. It's interesting when it comes to how to to define impact, and it's actually much broader than one thinks. Um, So uh, the surprise for me, for instance, is to realize that I guess one could construe impact as something that uh, leads, for instance, to the build-up of a network of people that we can approach uh, for future studies going forward. Um, So it's not quite as... um, Tightly defined, as I thought, um, and so being on the program made me aware that you know impact is a broad field and that it can be defined in many different ways. Well, I think some of the um, was very useful. For instance, to get a bit of an insight into uh, how to communicate with decision makers. Um, so we had a talk um, by somebody who has worked very closely um, with, the, with the past former labor government, and to realize that um, there can often be a disconnect um, when it comes to achieving particular goals. So researchers, as we are all aware of, maybe over-complicating things and trying to explain um, results or the caveat everything when in fact, if you want to have a particular outcome out of a meeting, you may have to simplify things uh, in order to persuade somebody that something is worth worth doing or investing in. So I found this kind of the kind of practical approach uh, uh, very useful to, to learn more about how to engage these kind of key stakeholders that exist, which is something that you do not learn as a researcher, as such. So it's an external skill we have to pick up on, you know, persuasion skills, communication skills of that sort. One thing is, of course, you want to produce something at the end of that workshop when it when it happens. And so we are hoping that we'll be able to put up the results of it as well online on our um, uh, programs or research team's website for others to access. So it's open access to everybody else. Um, I guess one of the other things you might do is, you, once it has been produced, you may ask for um, uh, other researchers and other, other stakeholders, in fact, to provide feedback on this, those who were not directly involved and to keep it as a living document so that it can be adapted um, uh, for others to put uh, to provide feedback into it and change it going forward. The other thing I think that it might, depending on what we actually produce, uh, how it will actually impact my own research practices, that some of the things that likely are likely to arise from it, may, in fact, influence how I approach future research projects right from the point of inception of the research project and writing of the grant application to take into consideration some of the um, insights I may have not had beforehand. So, as I said at the very beginning, I think, is that uh, researchers tend to be very focused on providing an internally sound research proposal that has some kind of external validity and possibly can be uh, implemented later on in practice, but... I think that might be a bit too narrow, especially when it comes to impact, to basically build uh, the idea of impact into the conception of any research right from the get-go. I think that is what I'm going to hopefully take away from it. In general, it's important to realise that, you know, your work that can't exist in a silo, we are all a bit siloed, and there's problems even between different groups of researchers when they're trying to communicate with one another. Um, and one of the things I've learned through being impact fellow is that you really have to be able to step back properly to try to think of yourself as not a researcher when it comes to communicating information and when it comes to um, persuading others to, to to buy into what you're trying to find what you're trying to show and I think as a researcher I probably thought initially well here's an odds ratio that shows you something significant that's all I should do that's the most important thing but in fact that's only the beginning of trying to Uh, do successful research.